Hey, welcome to the Walk On Podcast. I'm Brent Faulkner. We've entered the season of Lent in the church calendar. Lent is a period of reflection and preparation leading up to Easter. It's marked by introspection, repentance, and denial of self to focus on Christ and to prepare our hearts for the celebration of Christ's resurrection. So as a part of that reflection and preparation, I want to provide some Lenten reflections in the coming weeks, but I want to do something a little different. I'm going to use excerpts from C.S. Lewis's The Chronicles of Narnia series. I recently read through that series again with my boys as bedtime reading, and I just want to share some of the profound and beautiful moments that stood out to me and use them as a, as a launching point into scripture and reflections to help us focus in this season. If you've never read that series, I think you'll still be able to follow along. I'll do my best to provide enough context for you to get to the point and to help you know what's going on. All right, well, let's head to Narnia. Today, I'm reading from The Voyage of the Dawn Treader. This scene involves Eustace, a selfish, nasty, and quick-tempered boy who's been an unpleasant pain to those around him. In the middle of the book, Eustace stumbles upon a cave filled with gold. In seeking riches and power, Eustace claims the gold as his own. But unknowingly to him, the cave is the enchanted lair of a dragon. And Eustace himself turns into a fire-breathing monster. And once he realizes that he's turned into a dragon, the gravity of the situation is made evident to him. He cannot go back to the ship with his other friends. He'll be left on the island all by himself to live out his days as a terrible monster with a treasure that is now utterly useless. So now we pick up in the story and listen to how Eustace recounts an encounter with Aslan the lion. I was lying awake and wondering what on earth would become of me. And then I looked up and saw the very last thing I expected, a huge lion coming slowly towards me. And one weird thing was that there was no moon that last night, but there was moonlight where the lion was. So it came nearer and nearer. I was terribly afraid of it. You might think that being a dragon, I could have knocked any lion out easily enough, but it wasn't that kind of fear. I wasn't afraid of it eating me. I was just afraid of it, if you can understand. Well, it came close up to me and looked straight into my eyes. I shut my eyes tight, but that wasn't any good because it told me to follow it. I knew I'd have to do what it told me, so I got up and I followed it, and it led me a long way into the mountains. And there was always this moonlight over the lion wherever he went. So at last, we came to the top of a mountain I'd never seen before, and on the top of this mountain there was a garden, trees and fruit and everything. In the middle of it was a well. I knew it was a well because you could see the water bubbling up from the bottom of it, but it was a lot bigger than most wells, like a very big round bath with marble steps going down into it. The water was clear as anything, and I thought if I could just get in there and bathe, it would ease the pain in my leg. But the lion told me I must undress first. I was just going to say that I couldn't undress because I hadn't any clothes on, when suddenly I thought that dragons are snaky sort of things, and snakes can cast their skins. Oh, of course, thought I, that's what the lion means. 
So I started scratching myself and my scales began coming off all over the place. And then I scratched a little deeper and instead of just scales coming off here and there, my whole skin started peeling off beautifully like it does after an illness or as if I were a banana. In a minute or two, I just stepped out of it. I could see it lying there beside me looking rather nasty. It was the most lovely feeling. So I started to go down into the well for my bathe. But just as I was going to put my feet into the water, I looked down and saw that they were all hard and rough and wrinkled and scaly, just as they had been before. Oh, that's right, said I. It only means I had another smaller suit on underneath the first one, and I'll have to get out of it too. So I scratched and tore again, and this underskin peeled off beautifully, and out I stepped and left it lying beside the other one and went down to the water for my bathe. Well, exactly the same thing happened again. And I thought to myself, oh dear, how many skins have I got to take off? For I was longing to bathe my leg. So I scratched away for the third time and got off a third skin just like the others and I stepped out of it. But as soon as I looked at myself in the water, I knew it had been no good. Then the lion said, you will have to let me undress you. I was afraid of his claws, I can tell you, but I was pretty nearly desperate now. So I just lay flat down on my back and let him do it. The very first tear he made was so deep that I thought it had gone right into my heart. And when he began pulling the skin off, it hurt worse than anything I've ever felt. The only thing that made me able to bear it was just the pleasure of feeling the stuff peel off. Well, he peeled the beastly stuff right off, just as I thought I'd done it myself the other three times, only they hadn't hurt. And there it was, lying on the grass, only ever so much thicker and darker and more knobbly looking than the others had been. And there was I, as smooth and soft as a peeled switch and smaller than I had been. Then he caught hold of me. I didn't like that much, for I was very tender underneath now that I had no skin on. And he threw me into the water. It smarted like anything, but only for a moment. And after that, it became perfectly delicious. And as soon as I started swimming and splashing, I found that all the pain had gone from my arm. And then I saw why. I had turned into a boy again. And Eustace found himself back to his true self, dressed in new clothes, placed among his friends. But as the story continues, you discover that he's changed. His attitude, his heart, his perspective of his surroundings have all changed. Eustace's transforming encounter with Aslan makes me think of something the Apostle Paul writes in Ephesians 4.21. Since you have heard about Jesus and have learned the truth that comes from him, throw off your old sinful nature and your former way of life, which is corrupted by lust and deception. Instead, let the Spirit renew your thoughts and attitudes, put on your new nature, created to be like God, truly righteous and holy. And that verse was from the New Living Translation. And I love the emphasis that that translation puts on the Spirit being the one. It says, let the Spirit renew your thoughts and attitudes. 
You know, I find it interesting in the story. Eustace obeyed the lion and tried to undress himself, but he was unable to shed his scales in his own power. And it wasn't until he lay down in surrender that Aslan was able to do his work. Moving from sinful nature to a new nature or a false self to a true self or a dragon to a boy isn't something we do on our own. It takes the Spirit of God at work within us, transforming us, renewing us, shedding our scales. And it all happens at the point of surrender. So, as we head into a season of Lent, will you join me in surrender? It's not always easy. Sometimes it cuts deep. It can be painful to give up the scales of our false self but something beautiful lies beneath. I want to invite you into a moment of prayer and reflection. So find a posture where you can be comfortable yet attentive and take a deep breath and focus in on God's presence within you. Now position yourself with your hands outstretched in front of you with your palms facing down. And in a moment of prayer, ask God to place on your heart and mind things that you're holding on to that need released. Now flip your hands over so your palms are facing up. Now that you've released those things, you are free to receive from God. Ask God to place on your heart and mind the things He wants to give you, to bless you with, the love and peace and joy He wants to pour out. are in the presence of God. And in Christ, you are a new creation. The old has gone, the new has come. And it happens at the point of surrender. Take in a deep breath as you say, Amen. So be it. Thanks for listening to this episode. I'll be posting other reflections for Lent with more excerpts from Narnia in the coming weeks. So be sure to subscribe so you don't miss out. Thanks for listening.